So what is happening in this MSP community is they want to do it now because they know the severity of cybersecurity and the severity of all the breaches, everything happened across. But they like to get in there, but the problem is they want to know who they can trust. Welcome to the MSS Network, your number one source of information for MSSPs, MSPs, and security architects. Exploring XDR for MSPs. Today, I'm very pleased to welcome Jacob Thankerton, CEO of CyberHawk. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you doing, Phil? I'm enjoying it. I'm exploring the world of the MSS and the MSSP. And, you know, XDR, very, very current topic, but maybe a little misunderstood in part and very, very much worthwhile exploring. So let's start with the three quick fire questions. What problem are we trying to solve with XDR? Great question. And is also, uh, you know, an interesting uh, discussion happening in the MSP and MSSP community worldwide on uh, XDR. So uh, first of all, what is XDR? So XDR is an extended detection and response uh, solution set that is right now we're using widely in the industry in cybersecurity, of course. And uh, we all are trying to address one of the major key uh, solution core question is how we are able to provide our customers visibility through a technology solution. That is the key and layman you know, term when it comes to an, an XDR. So right now industries are taking this into a different approach like, okay, I can manage something uh, with my endpoints. I can manage something with my firewalls. I can manage something with my cloud. So everybody is trying to say about, talk about XDR. So in a very quick, short answer for this, if you can able to take your data points, if you can have all the data points that you have, can be from anything, from endpoints, from your laptops, your desktop servers, firewalls, your cloud products, everything. If you can able to take all your data points, which you can, I, I call them as a high value targets because for the ransom, for the breach is very common in these days. So what I do is if you can able to take everything into one place, apply correlation, apply threat and threat intel and provide complete visibility on a 24 seven basis into customer organization is what XDR is. And that is a real solution that you like to address in this modern world because Hackers are very sophisticated. They're trying to get into your organization by any means, right? It cannot be like some earlier we used to say, okay, it is only through a firewall. It can be through an endpoint. It can through a cloud. Now there is no way, you know, we can hide every, we can say that, okay, no, they won't be able to come in through a firewall or they won't come through the endpoint or they won't come through the cloud. But you have, because all the places that we have is wide open for hackers to come in. So providing an XDR component into a, that means you're linking all your solution set in one area to provide a detailed visibility or a comprehensive visibility into your organization. And then you can take next step of remediation and solution is what the XDR does. That is what the solution set that should be covered. Fantastic. And, 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 and so obviously I'm delighted to have you on uh, this uh, session, but where does your passion for XDR come from? What, what about your story? <clears throat> Our story is like what we have seen um, because I work in various cybersecurity companies, firms in the past. And uh, our when I was working in a firewall company, that was my passion. Wow, firewall, that is something new. 
when I was working on a firewall is with just the traditional firewalls. Then in industry has moved into next generation firewall NGFW. And then I thought, oh, wow, this is great. So, right. So the, every time when I learned, lived in cybersecurity world, the life has been you know, changed every other year. So then I've seen something called the NEDR because I only saw AV in the past. Then the AV got advanced like an EDR. So after EDR, now we're talking about CDR, like a cloud you know, detection response, CDR. So cloud's coming up there too. So when I overlooked all these things in my whole life, and that's how the Cyberhawk, which came in, in existence because of the uh, passion that I we thought about, okay, what is the next, what is the future, right? So every two year, three year down the line, everything is changing, of course, and we have to revamp it. So the passion came from because of all the, I will say that I'll give the credit to hackers because the hackers were one of the major thing that you know came into existence because of them. Oh, great. Okay, I have to do something or we have to do something for the industry and for the community that we serve and that we make sure that, okay, everybody is safe. So the ransomware, I'll you know say that, okay, ransomware groups, hacker groups, um, sophisticated groups, whatever they come through every day in, day out are my major passion and major interest that came into build a solution set that can uh, in that can be in the industry so it can solve the big uh, problem solving when it comes to you know major attacks or zero day attacks so that is the whole idea of bringing in uh, building in a product line uh, which can really really fits in the industry to give a lot of uh, you know insight into the organization understood yeah and, and and i can really feel that that passion um but there will still be some MSPs uh, out there who are uninitiated in the world of XDR. What, what should what should they better understand about it? What 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 are some of the common preconceptions they might have as well? So uh, a lot of MSPs we talk to day in day out. You know we uh, and uh, the MSP communities. Uh, most of the MSPs um, they are coming from uh, you know like a uh, seriously coming from a just a built of IT kind of thing. They don't have no, they don't have much to think about cybersecurity. They like break, break fixing, right? So they're coming from break fix or a small, you know, kind of, okay, I can move some boxes. I can, you know, do some router switches or do some cabling or do some managed services. That is what most of the MSPs were, uh, you know, in, in the past. Now, based on the education, based on the information happening or based on the customers they have. And the customers are also educating them, hey, we need some sort of security. So they're trying to jump into the security approach and they're trying to provide security to the customers. But the learning curve will take time. Even you are a smaller MSPs is going to take a time. You know, that is what the challenge. So most of the MSPs we, we have seen, if you look into SMB, we all know that SMB is the major, you know, is 75, 70% is SMB across nationwide. And we talked the SMEs, most of the SMEs are like one organization, one employee, two employee, three employee, the max. And they don't have a team of people who can able to get into next-gen advanced level of cybersecurity offerings because they are overpacked. They don't have time. They have, you know, they think, okay, whatever they're doing, they're making money. That is fine. They cannot able to get into, they cannot spread the wings the way they want to. So what is happening in this MSP community is they want to do it now because they know the severity of cybersecurity and the severity of all the breaches, everything happened across, but they like to get in there. But the problem is they want to know who, who they can trust because the cybersecurity is also a trust. And you have to find a trustworthy vendor whom you can work with. And, uh, 
you know, uh, right now. But I'm seeing slowly there are they are trying to establish those things with vendors and trying to work with uh, vendors like us to help them to have a dedicated soft team or support team. They can outsource something and everything. So I will say that MSPs uh, are gearing up to. Um, they're trying to get into the solution sets and trying to, you know, implement. They're trying to listen now. Uh, but still, I'm seeing there's a huge gap where MSPs are neglecting all these things. Okay, wish I, do I need it or do I need it? Or if my customer asks me, I'll go go for it. If my customer don't ask me, I don't go for it. So there are a lot of plus and minuses right now. One thing is a lawsuit, right? If the customer go breach, what happens, right? The MSPs don't think about this. Okay, I'm offering the security services. They're offering managed security services. And if I have a breach you are in trouble you are the first one to go after the business along with the customer so so there are a lot of things are behind which msps are trying to catch up but i also give the credit to msps those who are already in in the cybersecurity area we have talked a lot of a good msp the good means you know they are like having a you know team of seven to eight or ten people and uh, they have a good security stack they're trying to establish they try to get in there but you know it will. It's a slow, slow process, Phelan, because when I talk to MSP community, it's a very slow process, right? Some of them get it quietly. Some of them are rest. MSSPs are a different way. You know, MSSPs totally get it because they're totally focused only on security side of the business. They get it. They are They are fine. They're, you know, establishing, enabling and everything. But the smaller MSPs, I will say that it's a big chunk of businesses are still, you know, just going on a very slow pace, which is really a bothersome and uh, hope they will be able to adapt to the cybersecurity and get it forward. Um, absolutely, yeah, and 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 that kind of well, that MSP MSSP dynamic is uh, is rather interesting. So maybe I'll I'll fashion that into a question because, you know, do you think that <clears throat> by having XDR, MSPs can start a journey to become MSSPs, or <clears throat> is 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 it still going to be two different kettles of fish? So XDR um, for really can help um, any MSPs to become an MSSP, but they, you know, become an MSSP, there are a lot of uh, checklists that you have to follow too. It is not only just an XDR piece of it, right? It has to be a lot of other things like a two-factor authentication, talk about MFAs, you know, talk about cloud security, talk about identity controls, right? Compliance frameworks. So there are a lot of things that follow if you want to really want to become a true MSSP, right? So XDR will definitely address a lot of gaps probably that can bring you from now from a zero to a 60% very quickly once you have an XDR implemented. So yes, so that is one of the major checklists the MSPs should do if they're really, really focusing into an MSSP world or MSSP community. So enable XDR very quickly. That should be the one was first step. And then you go back to your you know, checklist. Okay, I want to follow the compliance protocols. I want to follow this one. This. So all the checklists, probably there are a few checklists available and MSPs can, how can secure their security stack, how they can improve and you know score their maturity stack on the security awareness and so they can able to bring them into, uh, into an XDR and an MSSP vendor. And, and I guess then they'd be saying, yeah, I, I like this idea, but how do I how do I know that that an XDR solution is a standard that I need when we see in the market quote unquote traditional XDR, open XDR, and maybe other varieties of XDR. Yep. Maybe maybe if if you could help uh, speak to that, I think that would be very helpful. <laughs> 
Absolutely. So uh, the, the XDR are two versions right now, traditional XDR and open XDR. So traditional XDR is what we have seen in the past. So uh, what we have seen, okay, take an example for a vendor. Like if I have one vendor and if you have a firewall, you have an endpoint, you have a cloud uh, solutions. If I can manage my own stuff, I can call them XDR because I'm giving visibility into my own stack, right? Whatever we have. So right now the industry is changing from a traditional XDR into an open XDR. That means you can bring in anything that you have. That means you can integrate any products. You can integrate into vendors anywhere. So the technology integration is the major thing because the, the reason why now we are seeing vendors are also getting breach, right? Talk about LastPass, right? We have seen the password managers. Everybody get breached, right? So vendors are getting breached. So how are you making sure your vendor is safe? So if the vendor is not safe, definitely, you know, they get a loophole into the organization. They can come in and take anything. So that is where the open XDR is getting very popular now. That means you you may have an industry, you have a network segment, you may have like, you know, 100 products or 200 products in your whole enterprise organization. You don't have visibility for all the vendors or technology you have because you're just connecting your endpoints every day, day and out. So bringing all these endpoints into one area and provide entire correlation visibility is what the major key thing. So if you're looking into the future, um, I can still, I can see that, okay, the open XTR is taking over the traditional XTR because right now we are saying that, okay, bring anything that you have, any IP addresses, any devices, anything, any IOT, anything to the product line, integrated, provide a complete visibility. So uh, so that is where the industry is moving. I will highly recommend OpenXDR as a new, uh, you know, way to approach and a way to look into it. So uh, if you don't provide everything uh, visibility, then I won't say that'll def def definitely a uh, uh, miscommunication in the market. Like, okay, you know, you know, now will integrate everything into the product line that you're not a true XDR vendor or a true open XDR vendor. So I will suggest that uh, industry should look into uh, an open XDR approach. As, uh, that is one of the key things that we are all heading to. Okay, fantastic. And and, and so with that, uh, we're also heading uh, to a world where insurance requirements are going up yep. and compliance requirements are going up. Mm -hmm. Am I right in thinking that an open <coughs> XDR platform would give us the visibility to prove <coughs> or discover if we are or are not compliant? Absolutely. So um, on the true XDR or open XDR world, um, we have most of the open XDR vendors right now provide something called compliance in our visibility. So uh, once you have your open XDR enabled, you will definitely have the, all the compliance visibility into it. So yes, the open XDR will provide a lot of compliance. You know, again, it's not a 100% compliance product, but definitely make you a compliance readiness where you can okay have all the compliance readiness information out there to your customers so yes adapting an open xdr will definitely help you into boost into compliance and other segments as well and you have to be very careful because in insurance firm also right now all the insurance agencies if you look into you they have their own checklist right so um, if in case you don't have these checklists being checked in properly if you go for a claim, the most of the time the claims are getting uh, denied. So that means, you know, you're not following a proper channel. So you have to make sure that that is one of the major thing when you well, standard for people ask why I need compliance, why I have to apply for compliance you know, methodology. Because once you have follow certain compliance, either a CMMC or a NIST, whatever compliance you follow, you want to make sure that 
you know, if you follow something, uh, all these checklists, the insurance companies have a great chance to say, okay, you guys follow this checklist. Okay, you have been qualified in case breach happens, right? If most of them have what happening right now, the insurance companies are straight away going and say, okay, you don't follow this, 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 you know, you don't follow for this compliance, you know, or or for this particular, uh, you know, lawsuit or whatever it is. So uh, adopting an open XDR um, will definitely help on the compliance and maturity level. And that, that will definitely help uh, the rest of the, uh, you know, moving forward as well. So we should definitely enable it. And, and so, you see, changing tack a little bit, I, I, I wonder, you've raised some very important questions. What about the compliance aspect of some of the XDR platforms that might be considered traditional, where everything is proprietary to that one vendor because that i've seen i've seen some of the big oems come out with xdr and say right it's xdr and i'll integrate all of my products right mm -hmm. um do you think that there's a certain appeal when every single SaaS product or or is product is from the same vendor that they might be able to have better visibility versus open xdr where you know you might have five, six, 10 different vendors. Um, I, I, I think that that's still a debate because sometimes economies of scale, some of the big OEMs are, you know, they're offering a lot and saying, by the way, I've also got XDR. It's not true XDR because in end effect, it's all the same platform. Um, I, I, I wonder if, if you could speak to that dynamic. Yes, uh, Philip, uh, to be honest with you, being in the industry for more than 25 plus year experience, I can say um, this word XDR is now very abusive, right? Everybody is taking the XDR word the way they want to, right? If uh, uh, if an OEM decide, okay, they have one product or they have five products in their belt, and you know they say, okay, now XDR is the term everybody is using, so I should use the same ter term XDR. So they are putting there as a marketing term, to be very honest. So that is really a marketing stuff for me, right? So if even though they don't have a proper SIM, S-I-E-M, if they don't have a proper SOC, if they don't, don't have a proper integration, correlation, customization, anything they have, but still some of the OEM vendors calling themselves as an, and as an XDR. And, and, and they're taking it because right now, that is how industry, everybody's talking about XDR. Now, take an example, AI, right? And now, is a, now we can see the AI is booming. Now you can talk to any company. They're saying, okay, we are also doing AI. Now, websites are, all the websites are trying to re revamp into AI, like AI avatar, AI-based stuff, right? So all the things are, the companies are, or industries is moving into the new terminology which is coming in. They think they will get the first moving advantage if they take that term into their product and it can be sell, right? It's end of the day, sell, sell, sell. And so in a real te technical in a way, when you look into these things, you have to be very careful. When I always say to my prospects, when I talk to on them, don't go for this product because this product does this, but you have to be technically evaluate the product. What exactly this means, that does make sense. So uh, that is for the open XDR. Now we definitely will see last time in the RSA also, the same concept was open XDR. Everybody was talking about open now because right now they don't want to stick to one vendor because if you ask an enterprise, none of the enterprise vendors will go with one suit or stack of products for everything. 
they will have everything with different vendors. They have a firewall, different vendor. They have EDR, different vendor. They switches to different vendors. So they don't trust on one vendor for everything. So that is how the security market is. So that is the same concept when it comes to open XDR. So that means we are enabling you to provide anything. You can be able to come into the organization, build it, link it, integrate it, customize it, you know, visualize it the way that you want and apply any type of correlation, apply any type of AI, your product, you should respond the way that you want. So that is what the key of open XDR. So for my approach, the traditional way of XDR is going away and the open XDR will take over. Fantastic. And 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 latching on to AI as a, as a topic, um, one of the early fears I do remember from some of our events uh, was, oh, no, I am now uh, going to need a director of XDR. I'm going to need XDR analysts. But there have been great uh, strides and progress made in ML, AI and uh, and so on integration. How, how how relevant is that today? And and how much should people fear an MSP fear? Oh no, I'm going to have to suddenly hire a bunch of new staff. Um, on the on the AI, that is one thing that is really um, also overseeing very much to see how uh, it's going to be impact in our day to day organized lifestyle. And when it comes to technology, <clears throat> I think um, from an MSP perspective. Um, AI is very, uh, you know, uh, immature. They're not, you know, the MSPs are not ready for really on AI because AI is a pure technology and a technology play. So that is going to be come from uh, uh, vendors um, who are into this market. And right now we have a lot of um, you know, open AIs and different kind of AI, chat GPTs, uh, different flavors or AIs available. So Vendors like us, what we're doing is we're taking um, to be uh, from our from our perspective, we're taking open AI. We're talking to open AI, a lot of open AI available. So we're taking open AI and we're integrating into the platform to make life easier, right? So we're building things easier to uh, when it comes to an alerts, so come to a, you know a closure of a ticket when it comes to remediation recommendations. So uh, we are trying to uh, implement face by face. So uh, the first phase, what we have did is okay, we can take up to fifty uh, percent of job of what the security level one is doing. And uh, and the next phase will be like, okay, we can completely take care of the level one and move the level one into a level two. And now the third phase will be, okay, we can uh, open AI can do some sort of threat hunting, right? So uh, we are developing by face by face, but uh, as an MSPs, they should hang on to these vendors because uh, MSPs don't have cap you know uh, advanced capabilities to go after open AI integrate things unless they are re really into investing in an AI team. That's a different thing. So, uh, but I will say that MSP community uh, should uh, tag along with those vendors um, to making sure that you know it is uh, as a part of uh, their life cycle day by day. But uh, I think it has to come from a vendor perspective, right? So any vendors, all the vendors are serving into the market to the MSPs. They have to adopt the AI standards very quickly and uh, the ai is really helpful i can definitely see it as very really helpful stuff and uh, we can able to resolve things in very quickly they can write the codes very quickly and they can help uh, from an end-to-end -end perspective from a development perspective from a you know from a business perspective from a technology perspective the ai is really helping so all industries is growing up um, and adopting it very uh, you know effectively and I'm happy to see that you know the technology is growing into the right direction. So the AI can able to take a lot of machine learning approach and uh, you know quickly resolve things and provide information. So um, 
it is a waiting game. So we have to see because the next uh, few years, I think the future is all AI. So um, that is how the, uh, we are all heading to. And uh, I think that is going to be a big game changer. And the technology vendors will definitely adopting it uh, to help the customers as well. And and so what would you say to the smaller MSP <coughs> who, who said, well, I've only just got used to a seam. I've only just found a dashboard. Um, you know, is XDR for them or, or or are we thinking more of the larger MSP uh, or the medium MSP? Yeah, so the XDR is a term, uh, technology is for everyone. So uh, even those smaller MSPs, yes, of course, when they see the product, they see the dashboard, they see everything, they get they get lost, the new ones, right? They've never seen this much of wider integrations or this much of things. So they may get lost. So, but, uh, you know, right now, the world that we are, we have no choice. It is getting a mandatory. Even though you have only five users employees or you have a 10 user employees, it doesn't matter. So I will say that uh, MSPs in any size should start adapting the XDR because that is the future. And that's what you have to do. Uh, Mid-size MSPs, no problem. They are getting it. They know it, you know, they, because this is all education. We are pre, we were preaching this for the last 10 years about integration and customization. We never termed them XDR, but, you know, it's always there for a long time. But when we talk to all the new things into uh, MSPs, smaller MSPs, maybe they'd look far into them, right? What are you talking about, right? So they may get it when, once you have a keep on education. So, but answering a question from any sort of any verticals, any MSPs, any from anywhere, start adopting XDR very quickly. Maybe you don't have to do everything on a one at a time, at least start getting there. Like, okay, start from a visibility perspective. Then you start about integration perspective, right? Then you go about the cloud side of it. So take a, a break it into multiple things and take it forward rather than just jumping into, into an ocean and say, okay, I'm completely lost. So just start somewhere and adopt one of the two modules. Okay, understand how it works. Keep on educating, getting into training, getting into awareness, and uh, adopt this side side of business because you cannot live without it uh, as the future goes. So that you have to make a standard practice now. Fantastic, and and so I guess how uh, how how can how can people get involved? What's what's uh, your sort of route uh, to to onboard customers and 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 get involved? Is is it sort of a, an off the shelf uh, solution for an MSP? Yes. Yeah, so Yes, so that's a good question. So uh, what we have did is the uh, we have created uh, um, the modules inbuilt because everything is SaaS. So the modules are very inbuilt and there's nothing they have to do anything or anything they have to customize. Everything is ready. All they do want to do is just simply integrate those products into that solution. That's it. As soon as you do that, you know the next step is we are able to get into uh, into a complete product line. So uh, modules are automated, everything is ready. So I will say that MSPs just don't have to waste time. Just bring the product line what you want, bring high value targets, build into it, integrate it very quickly. You know everything. Most of the thing is AI, machine learning on the backends. So it's a quick stuff. All the correlation happen automatic. Visualization, you know, every customization, everything is already there. So you can bring any data points. That's all you have to do. There's no labor has to be done on the uh, on the backend. Okay, I like that, and 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 that that is logistically light for today's MSPs. Um, what's next for you? What are you what are you working on? What should people expect to see coming down the pipeline? 
so right now what we're doing is we are uh, getting into an AI perspective. Uh, well, AI perspective. So what we're doing on the AI is we are enabling AI uh, as one of the major thing. So that is what the industry is doing. So, uh, I'm 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 uh, losing you. I think I've got. So um, what I'm saying is, we are having an AI implementation. So AI is what we are heading to. So we have finished the phase one of AI. We're getting into phase two and the phase three as well. So the AI is the one of the major thing that we're working actively on the back end on the product to improve it on the uh, AI side. Fantastic. Okay. Well, uh, Jacob, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing you speak at a, a series of uh, our next events, including LA County and uh, many others. Um, thank you to Cyborg for supporting our events. And uh, thank you, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you, Philip. Appreciate your time this morning. Take care. Thanks again. Talk to thank you soon. You. Bye. For more MSS content, please visit mssnetwork.com.